if you have your Amazon account suspended, if you had your Amazon account suspended and you don't know why that happened or why that is happening right now, then this is a podcast episode for you. Um, Amazon has a huge risk management organization for a reason. This is Leslie. A lot of bad people out there who want to game the system, who want to get something for nothing, and who will defraud buyers. So mm. Amazon really does have to have this system in place. Leslie is a co-founder of Riverbends Consulting. She has personally helped hundreds of third-party sellers get their suspended Amazon accounts and ASINs back up and running. And how does she achieve it? She does that by leveraging 20 years of experience, almost two decades. So this is going to be a fun, power-packed, informative episode for you. If you want to learn more about me, go to issuesing.com, I-S-H-U-S-I-N-G-H.com, issuesing.com. Go there and learn more about me. If you want to learn more about evolution of this podcast, then you can go to startingtoknow.com, startingtoknow.com. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Leslie. Hi, Leslie. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. My pleasure to have you here. What is that you do at Riverbend Consulting? Let's start from there. So we have a team who helps solve problems for Amazon sellers and vendors. Amazon is not the easiest place in the world to be a third-party seller or a vendor. They have all the power, they're gigantic, and they have this huge labyrinth of regulations. So most clients who come to us for the first time, it's because their account has actually been suspended and they're no longer able to offer their products on Amazon, or they've had a really important product that's been suspended from Amazon. Mm-hmm. And have you ever had an Amazon account suspended of your own? I have not. I have been a seller on Amazon since 2010. But I'll tell you, the way that I met my current business partner, who is the co-founder of Riverbend, <laughs> is because his account was suspended and I helped get him reinstated. Okay. What was the reason for that account suspension? Oh, gosh, that was so many years ago. And his account was suspended for suspected inauthentic. So that's where Amazon has had a complaint from a buyer saying that they think something that they got from you is not an authentic product. But a lot of times that might mean they received it in condition that they didn't like, or they were confused by the listing. Some of the things Amazon suspends you for, it sounds like you've broken the law or done something horrible, but it was really just that the buyer didn't have a good experience. And how did you get it back? You know, it's really funny. So my business partner, Joe, uh, when we first met and I looked through his account, I said, you do have some problems, man. You're selling these beauty products. And in this particular case, it was some shampoos and conditioners hmm. and they were leaking. And the way that he was prepping them to send to the seller the or to the buyer, the buyer would open the package and there'd be shampoo or conditioner inside. And I said, your prep is lousy. You have mm. to do a better job. You need to shrink wrap uh, these products instead of just doing the taping down the lid thing. And at first he was kind of in denial and was like, no, no, we're doing it right. But then I showed him all of the buyer feedback. He was like, you know what? You're right. So he started prepping the products better. And then we wrote an appeal to Amazon explaining what that prep process was going to be and got reinstated. Let's talk about like 
how do you feel like overall about the Amazon's policy of suspending seller's account? How do you feel overall about that? So I am really of two minds. Um, Amazon has a huge risk management organization for a reason, because there are, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of bad people out there who want to game the system, who want to get something for nothing, and who will defraud buyers. So Amazon really does have to have this system in place where they are finding people who are selling items and not fulfilling the orders or people who are, um, for example, we've seen where people are money laundering with their accounts um, or just, uh, just not providing a good experience, not giving people really clean, high quality products. So they have to suspend accounts. On the flip side, um, there are times when their AI, their artificial intelligence mm -hmm. is telling them to suspend and it's not really fair or it's a false positive or it's not really right. Um, and, and the worst part, I think, is really the way that the department that handles this runs. Seller performance gives confusing messaging. Uh, sometimes they respond to you, sometimes they don't. There's a lot that they have to keep secret because they can't tell everyone their investigative methods. Mm. But at the same time, that lack of information makes it really hard for the good guys to get reinstated. Mm -hmm. And you said money laundering. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> we saw a money laundering scam recently. So I got to tell you this because it's really so sad. And it also shows you how important it is to know who has their fingers in your account. Um, there's a private label seller who developed their own products. They're doing really well. Uh, they listened to one of these get rich quick guys who said, oh, we can, we can flip some products in your account. We can do some drop shipping out of your account and increase mm -hmm. your revenue. So they gave them access. It was people from outside the country. So you can't mm -hmm. track them down and sue them, right? Mm -hmm. um, they went into the account. They were actually listing products in my client's account that were their own personal products on Amazon. So they had their own Amazon store and their own Amazon products. And so they're, they're flipping their products with my client's account. And Amazon sees that as money laundering, which technically it is. A lot of the orders were actually never filled. Wow. I don't know the back-end side of Amazon or how does it work. I'm on the front-end side. I order the stuff and I get it. Right. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know the back-end engine, like how it works. So basically, when we buy the stuff, the money is released to the seller right away or there is a delay of some days? So there are two ways to sell on Amazon. You can ship your products to the Amazon warehouse and they fulfill the order or you can fulfill the order yourself. So in the case where Amazon fulfills the order, when they ship it from the warehouse, then the money drops into your account and then you get a disbursement every, for most people get it every two weeks. Some accounts have different conditions. Now, if you're a merchant fulfilled seller where you're shipping it yourself, um, the money drops into your account the second that you print the shipping or enter a tracking number for the shipping. So mm -hmm. if you put in a bunch of fake tracking numbers, um, Amazon might just disperse that money to you, even if you didn't ship the order. But then when they figure it out, because they get complaints that items weren't received, uh, they will shut down your account. And if possible, 
they will claw back the funds. Mm, okay, that's why there is a kind of a loophole here. Uh, some people might be exploiting. So yeah, Amazon is big. They might be going after these guys like anyways. Why do you think like some of the online sellers are getting suspended? Like any common reasons, like top reasons, knowingly, unknowingly, knowingly, yeah, you know that they're doing bad stuff, unknowingly. So that is such a great question because the sellers we work with, I think they fall into three categories. Um, about a third of them did something wrong and they knew they were doing it. About a third of them did something wrong, but it was like a mistake or just bad operations or, you know, unintentional. Hmm. And then about a third of them, it's really bad enforcement or over enforcement by Amazon. So the, a really common reason for suspension is what I'd mentioned earlier, inauthentic and that's related to product quality. So it's when people aren't getting what they think they ordered. Um, a lot of people get suspended for what Amazon calls linked accounts. Uh, let's say that way back when you were in college, you decided to sell your textbooks on Amazon. You finished your finals. You went out to party with your friends and you never shipped that book that you sold, right? So they mm -hmm. shut down your seller account for your textbooks. Well, 10 years later, you develop your super cool new brand of some fancy product that you want to sell on Amazon. You go and open a seller account and they will link it to that account from your school books 10 years ago and say, you were suspended from Amazon. You can't sell on Amazon. So that's a linked account. That can happen. You can get linked to people you've lived with, uh, people you've worked with. That can be a really challenging one. Basically, it does not matter like how many years ago, if they have the history, if they have the track record, they can pull up that record and attach to what is, what you're currently doing. So uh, so basically past sins can come in front of you, right? <laughs> exactly. I think the oldest related account reinstatement that our company has done, it was 14 years prior. Mm, wow. Isn't that crazy? I've had, I've had sellers who... <clears throat> have really had to brainstorm to remember what they're being linked to because it was so long ago. And what are the steps like one should take to get their account back? Basically, now they got suspended. What are the steps that one should take? Amazon wants to see a plan of action and they are very specific about what they want. They want a root cause analysis. The second part is they want to know how you've addressed the complaints or problems. And the third part is how to prevent the complaints from happening again in the future. Um, so the number one key is to never say to Amazon, I don't know, or I don't know what you're talking about, or why did you suspend me? They really expect the seller to go into their account, do the research, understand their business and the complaints, and figure out why it is they were suspended and then write that really succinct plan of action. We use lots of bullet points, um, keep it really to the point saying how we're going to ensure that this doesn't happen in the future. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about like a little bit of like product authenticity as well. I think initially you mentioned uh, a little bit about that. I want to touch there like as 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 a person not knowing enough detail about the Amazon, what do you think like the product authenticity part? Um, because I can buy the same stuff from the same factory that some 
maybe 10 other people are buying the stuff from. So how do the Amazon justify or sees like this is the person who's selling the legitimate product or this is a wrong one, this is authentic, this is not right. So any, anything, like any any tip or any pointer for me to understand like what's happening there? Okay, so are you ready for a dirty secret of yep, selling on Amazon? I am. I am. <laughs> there is no vetting at all. Anyone can set up a seller account. Um, if you can provide minimal information showing you're a real human being, you can set up a seller account and sell stuff on Amazon. And you do not have to show them ahead of time that your stuff is real, that it's authentic, uh, that it matches the listing detail page. The platform is really kind of self-policing because it's based on complaints from buyers. So as unless you're selling a very high-end brand, there's not going to really be any barrier for you. And they are assuming that you're matching it to the listing detail page and it's the correct brand until one of the buyers says otherwise. There are high-end brands or licensed products with valuable characters like think Disney where there is gating, meaning that to be able to list the products, you do have to show in advance invoices from a good, what they consider a good source of the product, a good distributor direct from the manufacturer, whatever that might be, um, to be able to list those brands and products. But for everyday brands, they are not policing it prior to you listing and selling. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is another kind of a loophole that you just shared here. Okay, thank you so much for that. I did not know that. And how how do you feel like about the current state of Amazon Marketplace? How it is going? Like a lot of sellers are coming, your products are coming. I see that, but what do you see from your lens? So I really see the Amazon Marketplace is very healthy. It is the most effective small business incubator in the history of the world. Uh, you can launch a new product, launch a new private label brand on Amazon for minimal cost, market the heck out of it and see if it's something that's going to catch on, which is really exciting. Also, the selection is unmatched. And, and really, to me, as a Prime member, that's what you're getting when you're a member at Amazon it's not just getting a low price product. It's really more about selection more so than any other marketplace. You can find anything that you want in new condition. Um, now I will tell you that in the current economic environment and with some of the really shocking cost increases over the last year, uh, there were a lot of sellers who just could not survive, um, especially the uh, transportation costs. Mm -hmm. last year. And there are a few extremely large third-party sellers who have gone out of business. Um, and that's been kind of stunning to watch. Um, there are a few segments where people are choosing not to sell on Amazon because it's difficult. I've seen several people who sell clothing exit the marketplace. Um, the number of sizes and the color selection, it's very difficult to label and ship to FBA. There's just mm -hmm. a lot of technical issues there. Um, so we're seeing some businesses choose to exit the Amazon marketplace or who just couldn't cut it. But I tell you, one thing I've seen over the last 12 years I've been involved in the marketplace is that for every seller that leaves, three or four new ones pop up. 
Um, it, it is getting more challenging. You have to be more of a perfect, you have to run your business like a professional, even if you're small, uh, but there's still a great deal of opportunity out there. And it's not like I'm going to come up with the product idea or got the product. Now I'm going to launch it and I will be ranking on the first page is kind of another algorithm to understand and be correct. Absolutely. And so the algorithm that runs Amazon is called the A9. And the A9 in some ways is similar to Google search, but then it has its own set of quirks and challenges. So there are a lot of software programs out there uh, that will help people to choose keywords for their listings. There are a lot of professionals out there who help with, um, with search ranking, with listing optimization, and with PPC, uh, pay-per-click advertising inside of Amazon. It is a cottage industry. All of these things, you can find folks to help you for pretty low cost, um, but it is its own set of learning. Like just because you're good at Google ads doesn't know you understand Amazon ads. It's it's quirky and has its own set of values. Mm-hmm. Good to know. One, one main thing or kind of a thing that I wanted to ask you. So the price fluctuations that we see in Amazon. So is that coming from the seller's end or is that algorithm making the adjustments and deciding if I want to give you more money as a seller or want to give you less money? What do you think? Or what do so you that's know? A, <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so that's a great question. If you look at any listing on Amazon, it has two different things listed. It says ships by and sold by. Um, so when you see sold by, it will either be amazon.com or a third party seller's name. The reason I mentioned that is um, the items that are amazon.com, Amazon is deciding how to price those. Um, and in those cases, they do use algorithms. They compare to other websites. They compare to other retailers. And they are really trying hard right now to be the low cost leader. If it says it is sold by and has another seller's name, a third party seller like me, um, those prices are controlled by that third party seller. Amazon cannot come in and change that third party seller's pricing, except under really limited circumstances where they actually reimburse the seller because they have an initiative around a brand. Uh, but it, otherwise it doesn't happen. So sellers right now are working really hard to slowly bump up their pricing to cover their costs. Uh, Amazon does have some algorithms in place that prevent rapid increases in pricing. It's been very challenging for some sellers to get their prices up a little bit by little bit by little bit, just because we're all paying more for labor, for storage, for transportation. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, it, it then comes then comes fourth quarter. And a lot of sellers right now really need to move inventory. They have too much because they have stuff left over from last year uh, that came in late after the holidays. Um, mm -hmm. So I do think that this season you are going to see prices start to inch down during December when usually they would inch up on a lot of items. So basically margins are low. Amazon is deciding a lot of things. Algorithm to understand like what are the some tips that that you would tell someone starting Amazon business or thinking of starting Amazon business? What is some advice you would give to someone? You make your money when you buy the product, just like old school retail. 
that is when you determine your future of, of your profitability is when you make the buy. So it's very important to buy products that you can be competitive and there aren't literally hundreds of other sellers selling the exact same item. That is just too difficult and there's too much downward pressure on pricing. So what I really love is when uh, if someone wants, if they're new to Amazon, maybe they're not ready to launch their own product. Here's my very favorite strategy. If you live in a large city or in a suburb, even a small town, there are office parks in your town or near your town where they're mixed industrial and office. And those are filled with small businesses that make products and usually sell them through distributors. Go to those local businesses and find someone selling through distributors and say, hey, I'd love to put your product online. You only need to find two or three of those businesses that you then create their listings. You represent them exclusively on Amazon to, to build a thriving Amazon business just off of a few companies' products where you're not having to compete. Okay, seems like an excellent strategy. So kind of a first mover advantage, move first. And if someone is going to come second, like they're going to come second, but you would have built momentum by then, right? And a great relationship with that brand who's going to be motivated to only sell to you in quantity. A lot of times you can negotiate um, that they'll take returns on products that don't move. Uh, if other products are moving, there's all kinds of positives. And then I just love supporting local business. So I, it's a great way to get small local businesses to increase their volume. Makes total sense. Makes total sense. Any final thoughts that you would like to share with someone who is listening to this episode right now? So Amazon is not an instant money making you're a millionaire scam like a lot of people out there advertise, but it's also not the end of Amazon. It is in between. If you are willing to work hard and hustle, there's still so much great opportunity out there. You just have to really get educated and find a great product. Thank you. Where can we learn more about you and your business if someone wants to get in touch? Uh, please check out our website at riverbendconsulting.com. We do something revolutionary over there. We have a phone number. So if you've got a problem on Amazon, you can call and we actually pick up the phone. I know <laughs> that most people don't do that anymore, but we do. Also, if you go over to LinkedIn and put in Leslie Hensel, I put up content about online selling at Amazon almost every day. Thank you so much, Leslie. Go to riverbendconsulting.com. And yeah, once again, thank you so much, Leslie, for coming to the show. This really means a lot. Thank you. I had a great time.